Kevin Durant is looking early on like he's ready for his comeback season. He's ready to get comeback player of the year. He's ready to take the Nets to minimum 45 wins. And he's ready to take the minimum to an Eastern Conference Finals. And all Brooklyn Nets fans should be excited. You know, New York finally has a good basketball team out here in these streets. And it gives New York New York basketball fans some something excited to because you're gonna go in knowing that for this whole season you'll be able to watch only one talented team play basketball every other night. Sure. But yeah, Kevin Durant looks fantastic. Um he he looks like he has not missed a single beat. It looks like he's going to be comeback player of the year. And if the Nets can play like this all season, they're going to represent the Eastern Conference. And Big Steve, I don't know what the hell he was thinking to make that bet, to really make that bet. Maybe, with, maybe with he was a little high. Steve, Steve, listen, Steve, Steve, my brother, Steve, I love you, brother. But Why? Why would you do that to yourself? You don't love yourself? Maybe on, maybe man. he don't, man. Or or maybe he just, you know, wants to have that social media clickbait. You know what I'm saying? And uh, maybe he's feeling Jersey Froggy because he did it with the Rangers. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he'll do it with the Mets too. You, you, you don't know. He, he, he might... He might, he might, I mean, at least the Rangers, okay, if he does it with the Rangers, then I I can see where, um, I can see where his points can be validated, but the, come on, man, listen, no team is going to give the Nets competition, not the Bucks. The not Heat, the bro, the Heat, come on, you can't count them out, don't okay. worry. Alright, well, okay. Maybe the Heat. The Heat could probably get a competition because Jimmy Butler is that dude. But still, and also, before, while Yankee fans, um, when while Yankee fans are wondering when DJ is going to come out, the New York Mets have contacted DJ's agent. So, if the Yankees want to be crying broke, 
you know which owner is not broke? That's right. Stevie Cohen. But DJ's camp got to get out of 5-6 plus for 125. No one's giving him that. He's not... He's not 24 years old. If he was 24 years old, he could get that contract. He could get more than that contract. He could get 8, 9 years for $160 million. But listen, if truly, if it's more than a 4-year deal at $90 million, any other team can have him. Alright? Because... And don't get me wrong, DJ is very, very important to the Yankees. Very, very. But if we get DJ at that, at anything plus 490, it's going to take us out of getting a starter, which means we're rolling with Cole, right, and a bunch of kids, and we're going to have to have Clark Schmidt in, in the starting rotation. We don't need that. He's not ready yet. He's not truly ready yet. And and neither is Debbie Garcia. He I now he's more ready than Schmidt, but I don't want these two taking starts every fifth day. We don't need that. And then that puts a lot more pressure on Cole. And when that happens, he can get more hurt because he'll try too hard. He'll he'll go longer than he's supposed to. So you know what? Maybe people just got to be prepared to have Tyro Estrada, Tyler Wade, or or Andrew Velasquez as the everyday second baseman. Okay, that might be more possible. And you don't just go five years, a hundred plus million for DJ. Yankees shouldn't do that. It is irresponsible spending. Because if they're spending that much, it almost guarantees, because they're crying so much poverty, it almost guarantees that they're not going to get what they truly need. And they also need another reliever. So um, unless they can trade Adam Adovino, I think he's like 10 plus million on, on the contract, you know. But this episode, all things Yankees, shout out to John Boy Media. We got Big Baby David, producer for John Boy Media. Um, he did a great job putting that eight-hour event together a couple of weeks ago. You had John Boy Jake and Poof on the TV. They had amazing guests at the guests at the guests. He's one of the young guns over there, and he's smart. He knows what he's doing. You know, he he got a hell of an opportunity, and I think the conversation's gonna be great. James Paxton throwing 94 miles per hour. As many as 20 teams were in attendance. If it's me, he has to go to an AL team. Especially with Major League Baseball having their dick in their hand. And not deciding if if you know, DH is going to happen, right? And maybe that's also why no one's signing it. How can, like a guy like Nelson Cruz. What if an NL team gives him a big contract? And he can only play DH. And they make us so pitchers hit. He's not playing in the outfield. Right? So that that's part of the reason too. You can't go into a season w- w- without these things known. That's why if I'm if I'm any baseball team, I'm filing grievance because teams went into last year's postseason 
not knowing that they would have no days off, no days off. If they knew that, I guarantee the Yankees would have got a start at the trade deadline. So you know what? Enjoy, enjoy this baseball season for whatever it is, because if I had to bet a hundred thousand that that there there the season starts in a lockout next year, I I I I take that bet ten times out of ten. I truly think before we get on big um the producer from John Boy Big Baby Davis um if things stand where they stand um the NL is probably gonna be the Dodgers and the AL I think Houston's gonna go back to the World Series either Houston or Tampa one of those two teams because if, the, if you're telling me the Yankees are gonna roll out no DJ and is basically calling kids that have to rely on Estrada or Velasquez or Wade as my second baseman, just to win 85 games and either miss the playoffs or if this expansion BS is going to be in effect, get knocked out in the first round? Nah, bro. Nah. That's going to save me the trouble. I won't go to a lot of Yankee games. Just save me the trouble. If that's what we're going to roll out, save me the trouble. I'll go to, I'll go to games that I'm really going to go with you, and then that's that. <laughs> So, how has, and let's face it, 2020 has been a very weird year, but how has it been like for you this year? And, you know, how is it like to get to be around John Boy, Jay, Plouffe, guys like Joe McFly, Keith McPherson, Kyle, and rest of the guys on, on the daily basis? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's been a... Tougher in many ways, but you know, very personally and professionally, yeah, been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, bro, this is Jay, the other half of the sports dude. So I know twenty twenty's been a rough year, but how how's it like? You know, how's it feel to be producing content for John Boy and everything affiliated with John Boy? I mean, it's a, I mean, it's an absolute blast. Um, yeah, it's How did you get the opportunity with them and what made you apply for the job? Yeah, I mean, I never like applied for anything. They, um, you know, a couple, a couple years ago, starting 2017, it started being good. When Jimmy started uh, started posting more on Twitter, all that, doing Instagram, or not Instagram, Periscope. I was just active in there. He used to interact with me in those, so he got familiar with seeing my name around places. I, then I like met him once at the Philly, and then a few weeks later, I happened to be like on vacation down the shore, like ten or two, or he was, so up again. He figured out like at the time I was writing and stuff because I was still in college. But uh, at the time so was, I was uh, writing, he said I come on be a writer, and from there I was just writing for free for a while. Eventually, started helping out with like the merch store, like so they could pay me a little bit to help out there. Jake got me the talking Knicks roster. Like a year after that, um, their master stuff happened that accelerated the process, and they were able to bring me on full time. 
Has COVID been hard with all the content that you guys have, have, that you've been able to put out? Um, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, obviously, we were, home, we were stuck at home for a very long time. And probably earlier than a lot of places, we were able to at least the, the three of us plus Zach, who, who edits a lot of the blogs, and he uh, produced shows. The four of us got to have been at the office every day since like June. Slowly, we started letting more people back in. Uh, so, for, so from that perspective, it's tough just doing everything from home for a while. You know, we got you know this office two blocks from Yankee Stadium that we thought we were going to have players in and out all year. Uh, I mean, that didn't happen. Even when they traveled, they weren't allowed to like go places. You know? So learning how to do Zoom like everyone else and remote broadcast all that. Normally, a company would have done, we would have done like a couple trips this year that uh, obviously got canceled, stuff like that. Would have uh, seen Ploop a couple times, I'm sure. Didn't have. Obviously, John Boy and Jake, I think, would have hit it off anyway, but I think the Astro stuff just kind of elevated it to a whole new level. So, what were your yeah, thoughts on yeah. that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, like, from from our perspective, it was, like, it was professionally, we get, you know, sometimes we get a little frustrated when people say, like, that's how we, like, got our start, or that's what, like, made us, or whatever. It's like, we were, we were well on this path, anyway, from a couple of years of, of those two grinding and doing all the Yankee stuff and building Talking Baseball and everything else. But the Astros stuff, uh, it, it, we say it accelerated the timeline. Everything blew up, and we have so many more eyes on us. Help um, get bigger names aware of us. Like that's more or less how Ploof came came to know us. And, and all. So, so yeah, it accelerated the timeline, helped us get Ploof. But but yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. We would have been at this point. Maybe it would have taken a couple more years. Would have uh, um, started making things go nuts. The breakdowns were already doing really well. Now, obviously, this is um, a weird time right now. You're still doing content, but it's the baseball off season. There's really, um, there's really not really certainty of if and when the season will start on time. Um, how do you stay ready for um, a potential if the season gets delayed? Yeah, I mean now, and we already did it last year, where we had really no idea what. Anything's gonna happen. Uh, and we won't. It won't be quite that again. I, I mean, I, I'm personally prepping for there to be some sort of delay. If the games are back sooner, fine. But we, and we just did it. We have an even uh, even better connection with people now. It's easy for us to.
Yeah, like, you well, like a few weeks ago, we had a player come on. His agency emailed me like as long as he wanted to come on. We asked about him or anything. So uh, that was like a cool moment. So, so a lot of that, a lot of that. Yeah, that was a lot of cool stuff, man. Cole Tucker, you got Michael Kay, you got Molly Rivera, Jeff Passan, Buster Olney, Ken Rosenthal, uh, Foolish Baseball, and so many more. How's it like to be in the same room, you know, where where you got John Boy, Jake, and Ploof talking to all these big-name people where maybe a year ago... Or, or you know, you were you were just trying to get guests, and now they're coming to you. That 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 has to be pretty cool. Yeah, we're yeah, I mean, we're thrilled. Uh, with, with when our meetings went, with the, you know, every media person that we asked to to come on did. We had a lot of guys we were going to ask because we expected people to either not be available or not want to do the live interview. We shouldn't even have to like ask people. Um, after like the initial round, the first like eight people we asked all said yes. So, it, it was awesome to meet all these all these cool people and you know, just learn a lot. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think? Um, as seeing with the Yankees and seeing like the lack of moves that they're doing. Um. Does it? How, how does how does how does John Boy and Jake feel? Because it seems like not only do they do a show, but they're also kind of like fans, like we are. And it kind of seems like the lack of moving oh, yeah. Yankees are moving. It kind of makes it feels like anger makes great content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't done anything that's like angering yet, which is because we haven't had a uh, any reason to really a rant or anything, but. I mean, we, we've kind of expected everything to move slow just across baseball, but with the Yankees specifically, um, not that it's like, not that it's like a super shock, but with like, you know, the, uh, every half source we have basically told us, like, so the Yankees are going to spend uh, the way they have in the past. There's not like a Garrett Cole signing they're going to make this year where they're going to go out and get a guy. Gonna, maybe they'll keep their guys here. Um, that's even less and less likely. It might just not going to leave that. I don't know what they're going to do. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's more boring than anything else. Because honestly, they're, they're good enough. don't need to add to what they But it'd be nice to. Um, so yeah, right now it's boring. We're just waiting for something to happen. I don't know when it's going to, when anything is going to move. I think whenever the first person signs, I think that's gonna let the domino effect, right? Um, I also, yeah. I, I also at this point wouldn't be shocked if if the big guys, right, Bauer, Springer, DJ, if they don't, or JT Realmuto, if they don't sign till twenty twenty one, and let's just say, and Yankee fans, you know, this is your earmuffs moment. Let's say Steve Cohen just says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make owners wish they didn't invite me into the club. DJ, five years, $110 million, right? It's breaking news. It's announced. Let's, let's say Jeff Passing gets it first. What do you think 
John Boy and Jake's reaction will be to that signing. Uh, DJ to the Mets? Yeah. Mets. It'd be tough. Um, but if it, if it was for, for that number you're saying, the five years, one ten or something like that, I, I, ultimately, I think, I think the three of us agree that that would be like not the end of the world He's 32. Yeah, you know what it is because because he hits for average. He's a nice guy, right? Um, but but the problem is he's 32. He's 32 years old, right? If he was if he was Glaber's age, you know he 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 could get seven eight years, 150 plus million. My line, oh, yeah. my back, line back, is uh, top four MVP vote. Yeah, Ooh. my line, my line is four is four for ninety. I don't go past that, you know, it's it's just too much because is he going to be good for the next two years? He should, but is he going to be good 
37. I'm not sure. And once yeah. once the Yankees signed Garrett Cole last year, the clock's ticking. Out of that nine-year deal, you're going to get five really good years. The, 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 six, the sixth and seventh may be okay. Eighth and ninth will probably suck. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a fourth or fifth starter by then, right? So you have to win. And if they're going to try to extend there and judge, and if they're possibly going to think about signing Gary Sanchez to, to validate giving them long contracts, they have to win in the next two years. So in the next two years, do you think the Yankees can bring home number 28? Oh, absolutely. Um, they're, they're good enough. Now, I think on paper they're going to come in probably worse than last year because I think best-case scenario is they are bringing back DJ Tanaka and it's kind of... But that team is good enough to win. I'm not saying they'd be the favorites. Um, they'd, they'd be among them. The team is still really good. They have as good a chance as anybody. Um hard for me to, me to predict that they will win because obviously that's very hard. But you have Garrett Cole, you have Judge, there's a lot of it. Um, I expect them to be in the mix. Up there. Up hey, you get one, the Cole contract's worth it. If you get the DJ, the back end of that's worth it. Whatever. Hopefully they win one. Um, for me, I'm kind of on that same fence as Nick. And listen, I defend the Yankees to help close to being the fanboy, but also become more realistic. Look, if, if you're telling me that the Yankees are going to roll the same, are going to basically roll out the same squad, but worse, because minus DJ and it's just Garrett Cole and kids and the bullpen's a question mark, then the Yankees have no shot of winning. No shot. Like, but, but, and also, the Yankees have to improve their rotation because you cannot tell me Garrett Cole and Clark Smith, Debbie Garcia, Jordan Montgomery, and whoever is there because Serial's not coming back until, you know, close to the All Star break at best. And who knows if Severino's going to be the same pitcher that he was beforehand because he didn't look that impressive in 2019. So, if you're telling me that's what the Yankees are going to roll out with, the Yankees are not winning the World Series. The Yankees have to adjust yeah. all the pitching. They have to address the DJ situation. And they need they need another reliever. And they need depth. They need infield depth. Because, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, you need, you need an answer. Not, yeah, you can't. He's not that guy. I think Glaber can be the guy. It's just, if he gets hurt, you can't have. Or we can't go into the situation where... It's Wade or Estrada as the starting second baseman, or even just if Blaker gets hurt, then it's Wade or Estrada at short. He just gets hurt, whatever. You need, they definitely need a third guy who can play middle infield and like actually hit. Um, as, for the, as for the rotation, yeah, I mean, I agree a lot with what you said. Cole, you, you trust him to be good, but the other guys, I mean, between Monty, Davey, Clark, Steady coming back mid-season, Herman coming back after missing a year. Um, you know, any any one of them, it's easy to see them just being fine or taking the next step or 
or looking good or staying healthy, but to expect all of those things to come together is on is it's a bit irresponsible to expect all of those to come together, and you would need all of those things to to work out to bank on that group one. They need a, they need one more arm, in my opinion, in this rotation, and they need to get at least one more guy out of the bullpen. And, and I mean that can happen during the season, and trades all that. It's not the end of the world if they start the year with this group, and you take a couple months to see what happens. Let's then he come back and see what's happening. Whatever the pitching trade market becomes, but uh, but yeah, it, it, on principle, yeah, coming in with that group of arms, top, can't bank on everything going right there. For the last two years, it's not it's not the case. At nine o'clock on HBO, and you can also catch it on HBO Max. You have Under the Grapefruit Tree, the CC Sabathia story. It's about 70 minutes, and Joe's McFly may or may not have a little part in it. He mentioned that on uh, Pinstripe Strong. So, and Am- his wife Amber was finally on R2C2 the other day. So, yeah. check out that. Um, But, how excited are you for this doc to come out in a little bit? And, what are you most looking forward to watching it? For me, I want to know the ins and outs of, I think it was the 2016 or 15 season when he had to miss the playoffs to fix his alcohol. Yeah, left early for to go to rehab, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, after, yeah, after listening to the R2C2 episode, and, and of course, yeah, it's the type of doc I'd, I'd be watching it. That's the who... A running joke on my Twitter timeline that he's my father. <laughs> I love him forever. But, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, I'll check it out. Maybe not Maybe not immediately, you know, opening night of basketball. It might be a thing I watch uh, during our midday lull tomorrow or something. But uh, I, I am really excited for that. I, I love anything that the Matthews uh, have done so far. So trust it to be the story. I've been listening to the R2C2 episode. I'm, I'm definitely interested just how how in depth they go with the, with all the rehab stuff. You're talking to to Ruka yesterday. Um, talking yet? I love that guy. Uh, and, and talking to him more about it. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm very interested in all that. Big baby Davis. I think I need you to to clarify something with me. Do you like? And I, and I should have made this tweet out, but I didn't. And I know Nixon was going to bring it up at some point, but I'm going to bring it up. Obviously, and this is, this is nothing to do with, with baseball, I am a suffering New York Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan all my life. And seeing the Nets right now dominating the Warriors, seeing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving doing their thing makes me sad. And I was going to tweet that CC Sabathia is not a real Nets fan because Ryan Rucco is a Nets fan. Do you think... That CC Sebastian is a real death fan because I don't believe it at all. Uh, I think he's a KD fan. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, watching watching KD Kyrie play this ball together. Yeah, CC. Uh, I mean, he's been following KD around for a couple years. <laughs> Basketball, you can kind of pick players and change loyalties pretty easily, but uh. 
CC, I think, grew up a Lakers fan, and then uh, around the Warriors when they got good. Now Katie's with the Nets, and he was yeah, he went with the Nets as well. You can kind of do that with basketball because one guy does change everything. Um, like for me, I got like a Knicks fan, but like I follow LeBron around. The other team I root for, something to root for. I agree. Um, right now Brooklyn sixty nine forty seven. He's you know KKD is playing how he is. Um, I also expect he, he looks normal. Yeah, he's he's he he's so good, man. That's why you know a lot of people and and I can understand why because KD didn't play last year. A, a lot of people would take LeBron over KD. I'll take KD over LeBron nine times out of ten. If you could pick between Kevin Durant or LeBron James, who would you choose? Uh, for me, it's LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. Um, last year, but <laughs> Katie's great. You certainly take that too. But uh, for me, for me, I am a LeBron guy. I do think he's still the best player on the planet, and um. And so is Kate. Maybe even more so. He might be better. Uh, probably not. But I, I think I still believe LeBron's better. Uh, but, like, you, just, you can't go wrong. Uh, it's for me, those, uh, those kind of games. <laughs> for me, I would take I would take KD. And looking at tonight, you're seeing how KD is the man. And it just... It brings me back to the Yankees. Garrett Cole is a stud. We all know that Garrett Cole is a guy. And we all know that contract so far in his first year is worth every single penny. But here's the biggest oh. thing. See, I haven't seen a championship for the Yankees since, since 2009, 11 years. I'm sure everyone hasn't seen it since 09. If the Yankees don't win a championship, that contract to me will be a bust because you brought right. Cole to bring you over the top. So you agree with me, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing. Got to get one, and it's all it's all been worth it. If you don't get that one, calling the whole thing like a failure feels harsh. But like, well, you you got to get one. That's why you paid him was to get over that hump. You were really really close without him. They went to Game Seven of the ALCS in twenty seventeen. They went to Game Six in twenty nineteen. 2019, yes. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, really close. You know, those teams, uh, at least the 2017 confirmed cheap. That, and that stinks because the more, more I thought about it, and you kind of can't do this, but it does feel like that was the year that it would have, that would have come together. Um, 2019, if the allegations are true, which I personally wouldn't be surprised if they were they were still cheating, and uh, that also felt kind of like the year that it would have happened. So if it doesn't, I really don't want to be the guy that's saying, well, they would have won in 2017, 2019, but it does feel kind of like you, you got to get one. Yeah, that's that's I why I went, with, I went there. But. <laughs> that's that's why you can validate the CC contract, right? They won in 09. Oh, yeah. If got they, that, if got they don't... Win. 
if they don't win in 09, you can't validate signing Texera. You can't validate signing CC. So you need one. Um, Next year is going to be... That validates the CC signing. That validates the Burnett signing. That validates the A-Rod signing. If everything was worth it, you got that one. Next year, you got the best shortstop class I, I think Major League Baseball potentially has ever had. Five shortstops if all of them come out. And maybe two will stay. But... One of the biggest ones who gets a lot of hate, and maybe it's for a good reason, is Carlos Correa. But if you look at him just as a baseball player and not hate who he is, would if if the Yankees could, would you want Carlos Correa at shortstop? And if that happens, it gets Glaber away from shortstop because we don't need Glaber Torres at shortstop. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for uh, for going after one of those guys that next year the J thing doesn't work itself out this year. And, um, that hurts. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if the DJ situation doesn't work itself out, then certainly I'd, I want you to get one of those shortstops next. Year. Um, and then Labor is better at second. I think he's capable of playing short, but uh, but he's better at second. I would like to get one of those guys. Preference would not be Correa because of who he is. Uh, but he is really, really good, so I'm not going to sit here and be mad. But just the, you know, being uh, as close to that situation as I can, it would be tough to start for Correa. Um, but he's really, really good. On both, on both, sides, the, both sides of the ball. I'm going to say this. I'll take Correa. Okay, so let me ask the Yankee fans. If it's not enough, certainly I'll take it. Listen, I'll take whoever, whether it's him, whether it's Storm, because remember, a couple of them will likely stay with their team. I see Correa either staying with Houston, or worst case, I see him going with the Mets. Just like I think Springer will end up going with the Mets anyway, because the Mets have been all in on Springer. That's why why they signed McCann, so they can get a guy like Springer. Hmm. Yeah, they, they uh, would have signed um, Riamuto. I don't think they could have gotten Springer. So they might have went, went with McCann, who, listen, is, is he JT Riamuto? No. But is he a nice, serviceable player? Yes. He's a nice player. Yeah, he's, a, he's pretty good. He's, um, it, it, maybe the last two years of that McCann deal will uh, not look so good, but he's not going to be making a salary that it's really going to... to their players tonight. So, if you're a player on the Los Angeles Clippers, you're getting PS5s, so I guess that's pretty cool, you know. Um, and Clippers Lakers tonight, 
and that just starts everything with basketball. That's great. Uh, a couple of baseball predictions. You know, if if Yankees don't get DJ, right? And they have Wade, Estrada, or Velasquez as their second baseman. The start, the starting rotation is just Garrett Cole and a bunch of young arms. You know, um, maybe they re-sign Gardner for one year, four million with incentives, and they gotta go around that all year because he's one of the healthiest players the Yankees has ever has ever had. Um, and their team stays the way they are, no changes. Do you think they can battle the Rays for the East? Oh yeah, they. I mean, they can. Uh, I would. I would probably bet on on the Rays to ultimately win because they just kind of figured out. Um, but I would still be pretty confident in that making the playoffs because basically, everybody's like Jay Taka losing losing past. Those are far from uh, from negligible losses. But that seems still be good. You can't go into the year with uh, with having one of those. Wade Estrada, Velasquez, whoever being like the starting shortstop. So that one can't happen. But, just, but if they lost, they get, we've been saying Angelo Simmons on the cheap deal. Maybe it's not just because they get someone who's a bit more established. Right, I, I can live with that for a year. So we're going to sign a shortstop later in second. Long. Um, they're capable of it. Talented when he can play on the field. 
when he can go in right field, when he can throw guys out from from the wall to to catch now when he can hit four hundred and thirty four plus home runs, you know, but he does he does miss a lot of games and yes he's never missed a, a playoff game and that's important. Um he also hasn't been super great in the playoffs. He's had a few moments. He's really good in wild card games and he has a home run here or there in a division game, but he he hasn't had really something break out. So would you would you want Aaron Judge to be signed to an extension? Uh, I mean, I would, I would personally love it. Just why the the Yankees wouldn't, or why certain people wouldn't? He's as is. He'll be twenty nine for all of next year. He'll hit free agency going into his age thirty one season. Assuming the next two years are kind of the same. I stint or two and play month worth of time each year. I'm not sure how much. And his size, it's hard to say exactly how he'll age. Uh, right now, he's, he's good at literally everything. But the base pass, he's good at uh, But will he age well enough to stay in the outfield long term? I, I, I don't know. Um, I would be hesitant to commit a very long-term deal to him. In the last couple of years, you're the occasional, honestly, not as much... People on Twitter are calling for it, as you would think, but, but you see a couple rumors here and there, the Yankees extending Judge, and I've said I, that I personally wouldn't extend, give him an extension, unless you're going to like, get somewhat of a discount on that, because of everything, just that oh, he's not going to hit, because he didn't come up until he was 25, 26 for his first full year, he, uh, he's not going to hit free agency until after 30, he's... So big at the end and all that. The playoffs, uh, he's been better than he's been bad. Been, been bad for me, and he's formed whatever he's felt regular season. So I, I'd love to have him on the team. I don't know what the price point would have to be and how long it could comfortable giving him uh, as a free agent couple years. It, it's, it's a tough situation. It's not like a done deal. He's a Yankee's He has a personality that I'd like to keep around, but, uh, but yeah, I would be hesitant to give him a, a huge mega deal. I agree 1,000%. All right, big baby, before we get you out of here, um, I will, I'm going to do some quick rapid fire with you. You ready? Sure. All right. Um, and um, and talking Yankees. Um, who who um who is the more funnier one, Jake Tomboy? Uh oh, Jake. Is um when when talking uh who's funnier talking Yankees? Is it Jake McPherson or Hudson Flint? Uh, it's funny or hard to say. I talk to Keith works in the office every day. Cool, so I know Keith has to be a more, so I'll, I'll give him the edge there. But. <laughs> okay, what, um, what was your favorite episode producing for, for Talking Yankees? Talking Yankees. Trying to think of... I mean, like any of the playoff games are fun. Getting like, right after the action. 
Fortunately, we didn't have like a base series way to get the that would be like the not guess Probably the best like guess episode we had was uh with Mike Chang a couple weeks ago. She was really she was like one of our more insightful and fun interviews. Oh, oh Eric Kratz. I love Eric Kratz on the heart. We had him we had him months ago and it's uh he, he was he was awesome. Um Two more. Um, do you think the Mets will make the playoffs in 2020? Sure. All right. Okay. And, and last important question, and this is the big one. Um, assuming the if assuming the Yankees don't win the World Series, who do you have winning the World Series if it's not the Yankees? Um, what did you think of the Marlins hiring Kim Eng after waiting 30 long years of getting a GM job? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how, how she actually does, but uh, it, uh, it was a monumental hiring. It was an awesome story. Um, it's very clear every time you, like, go look at her resume. You know, she's been applying and, and interviewing for, uh, for general manager positions for 15, 20 years now. And you, every time you look at her resume, she's had this many assistant GM jobs. She worked in the office of it's very clear that, like, yeah, she was a man. She'd have gotten a chance by now. She'd be possibly on her, like, second or third chance. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see uh, how she does. I don't know how willing the Marlins owner is to spend, what their farm system looks like. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see her see her do it and hopefully see more women get opportunities like that because especially some of her, she was very deserved. Yeah, that's the crazy part, too, right? Because Chris Young played three years ago and he's already the general manager for the Rangers now he has help from John Daniels too but that's that's how crazy this world is to where if her name was Casey she yeah she might have been a GM 10 10 12 years ago so I so I think that's crazy um but who is the better baby big baby David or big baby Davis
and uh, make sure you enjoy your Christmas, all right, man? Don't uh, work too hard. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone enjoy your holidays, all that. Happy New Year. Everyone be. All right, take care, man. All right, thank God. Well, you heard it here first. He gives that edge to Glenn Davis. And, uh... David, thank you so much for taking time. You do a great job for John Boy Media, Talking Yanks, all that. Um, the whole, the whole crew is great, and you know, yeah, they, they, just, just like me and him said, they would have been good no matter what. Maybe not till twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, but just, and also having proof on. Is, is is awesome, you know, I'm looking forward to them keep on kicking ass, keep on producing great, great, great content, and just, just to think about that too, the office, two blocks away from the stadium, there could be days where Aaron, they, they could be talking to Aaron Judge, they could be talking to Meredith. They could be talking to Geo, Hicks, Clint, Gardner, etc., etc., etc. You know, I'm I'm sure Gary Sanchez. You know, maybe if it was me, my first pick is Garrett Cole. That's that's why I'm picking before anybody else. Um, but that I'm telling you, these guys are smart. You know, they got a poll who's the who's the oldest to uh work for John Boy Media. Well, it's not a poll, but it's more of who do you think. I've been saying it's John Boy from the start. Uh, Joel's, Joel's put out a hint that it's not him, you know, that he is a, he is a couple months older than Ploof. Um, so I think it's John Boy. Um, and, uh, you know, we got the Nets, 95-64. So my final score prediction will be way, way off. This game could be looking anywhere from 117 to, like, let's give the Warriors maybe 85 points. Because the third quarter is almost going to be done. Uh, so, but basketball's back. Tomorrow, you know, Kevin Love is not soon enough for the Cavs. But still watch that game so we can see LaMelo Ball shine. And Wiseman got... His first set of points in the early beginning of the first quarter. So, I look for LaMelo Ball to go minimum 15. Uh, eight assists. Maybe uh, two steals. And you know what? Let, let, let's just throw it in there. Maybe a block. Because, as Michael Jordan said many, many years ago, the ceiling is the roof. And, you know... March 5th, coming to America 2. It better be good. From looking at the trailer, they go back to America to find his son. James L. Jones seems to be in the whole beginning of the movie, but he's going to die. So, he's it's probably just a quick cameo for him. He's older now. But to have him and Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall... And the originals, you know, Arsenio Hall and Eddie playing the old men. And, you know, stuff like that. It's it's great. You know, it sucks that we can't 
on on no weekend. I mean, he's probably really old, but he wasn't in the, you know, the trailer credits. Um, I would love to see. Uh, I think it's it's something Amos, but he was he was the father in Good Times. I would love if he is in that movie because he owned. I think it was called McDowell's. You know that that's some bogus McDonald's. I I hope he's in it because he he he's so funny. He's so hilarious. Uh, the last thing I saw him in was that uh football football show with the Rock. He 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 played a time football player. But uh, it was fun talking baseball. You know, the, the further the year goes on, we're gonna talk more baseball. But right now it's football, basketball, and let's hope you know. The year goes smoothly, and uh, I I saw too that Trump wants a two thousand for everybody, you know, and that that would be great. And and of course, I'm sure he's doing this just for PR because he's he's going out. He's and also maybe he wants to go out with a band. But uh, I just I I, I just need that three hundred. Just, just send out 300 until whenever the stimulus is passed. Um, that's a lot to unpack. Um, first off, um, Glenn Davis, Big Baby, thank you for coming on, number one. Number two, to address um, the Trump point, if, if Trump wants to give us 2000 two Yo, man, listen, I'll say what you will about the man, $2,000. That's pretty nice. It's better than six hundred. It's better than six hundred. But um, but we'll see. I mean, listen, the man's not gonna be in office in two um, just come January twentieth. So why not go out with a bang? Go out with a bang with your buck, boy. You gotta go out with your buck without with your bang with your buck. That's what you gotta do in these streets. So yeah, I'm happy for it. And um, also, it's very cool that um, Jake and John Boy are doing their thing and. I think I think they're going to be an empire, man. You're 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 talking like an empire with all sports, man. Especially with we're talking we're talking Giants, talking Nets, talking Knicks, talking Yankees. It's really cool. And now they got a man playing baseball under the umbrella. So they're 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 doing big things, man. And and we're we're very excited for them. And they're all really good people. Um, even Keith Peterson, you know, he clowns on the Knicks. As he should, the Knicks are garbage. He, you know, he he's trying so he's like, yo, Jay, listen, like the the city's under new management. He keeps telling me that, but yo, listen, the city's under new management. That's what he kept he kept telling me this from day one. He's saying facts. Listen, listen, he is listen, listen. And after seeing what the Nets are doing, if the Nets play like this, and there's no injuries, and they keep playing unselfish ball, the Nets are going to the finals. The Nets are going to go to the finals if they play like this. Now, winning it will be a different story, but the way that they're playing, there's no team in the East that can beat the Nets. No team. That's just a fact. And Giannis, I get you, you did a really bad job signing that extension. You should have never signed that extension. At all. So, and, uh, 
In in closing, Nick fans gotta stop being so goddamn sensitive, man. Alright? Y'all suck, y'all garbage, y'all been bad for 15 plus years, 20 plus years, 25 plus years, y'all suck, y'all trash. Alright? So it is factual. The Nets are the best team in, in New York for basketball. There there's only one good New York basketball team, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Get offended. Stop being sensitive and just realize that fact, alright? The Knicks are hard trash. So when Keith says the city's under amendment, it's factual. No one should be mad at that. You want that not you you want that to not be true? Have have the Knicks be better. Well yeah, and in closing all I will say is um the net the Nets are good our Nets are a really good team. Um, as far as the Knicks, uh, just, just, just get, if the Knicks can get into that playing tournament that they scheduled, like the nine and like the nine and 10 feet battle each other out and then whatnot, the Knicks just get into that playing tournament, it's a successful season, man. The Knicks cannot have another 20 plus one season, man. It, 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 it's really terrible, but I want to see Obi Toppin do well because Knicks play tomorrow. I want to see Obi do well. I'm big on Emmanuel quickly. R.J. Barrett in the second season, so Kevin Knox looked good this preseason. But listen, it's preseason. If he can translate to regular season, I'll be fine. Listen, the Knicks are not going to win many games, but but with Thibodeau's a good defensive coach, so if he can coach them up defensively, maybe they win a game they're not supposed to win because it's the NBA. Because you know they they can win a game that they probably have no business winning, but anything could happen. But that's all I want to see from the Knicks. The Nets are going to be in the championship discussion all year long. And also tonight, the ring ceremony. And in closing, the CC documentary. Check that out. It's going to be awesome. And I'm really interested to see with that 2015 season where he missed the post, where CC missed the postseason. I want to I want to see really in depth with, with what he was battling through. Because that's really more captivating. And as always, Nick, 